Well, they're back in the big time and they're back with a bang. Olympic Kingsway are NPL Night Series champions, Josh Triad. What a massive return to the top level of men's football competition for Olympic Kingsway. The Northern Marauders have come down to Bayswater and they've returned with a, a trophy. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to want to stop there. They are here and they mean business. We saw Sterling last year do a very impressive, uh, or have a very impressive return to the NPL. We've seen Olympic Kingsway do the absolute perfect right thing for their supporters. And they are our night series champions down at Frank Drago Reserve. I'm Sean Fry. You're listening to the Final Whistle Perth Football Podcast. Producer Kalichi's sitting there alongside me. Producer Kalichi, you were up doing some Sports FM commentary on that one. How did you find the game? It was pretty good, mate. But my big question is, how long do you think it'll take Sean to realise that it's the full-time whistle, not the final whistle? I think one more episode? It's probably the last episode that we've Well, got. there you go. If you included me in the brainstorming of the, <laughs> the name of it, then I might have got it. But... But yeah, mate, it was a, it was a cracking FTW for the it win. Was, it was a cracking night of football, a terrific advertisement of the WA of what we've got here at WA, not just in the NPL, but also that state league game. Goodness gracious me! Well, How good's a two 0 lead? We Sean? did have well, the, but okay. So let's pull this up. We're back on the two 0 lead being the most dangerous lead in football thing. Kalichi sent me a message uh, the other night. Anytime a team that's 2 0 up, go, I just bombard him with messages all week about teams that go 2 0 up and win. It's almost, it's almost every single game of football that you see. And then he'll get one. And his one last week was Inglewood came back from two. This is great, him not having a microphone, so he can't just butt in here. Inglewood were 2 0 up. And then he sends me a message with 15 minutes to go saying, Inglewood 2 0 up. And now it's 2 2. It's dangerous leading football. They still went on to win. Yeah, Mantra yeah. gave up a 2 0 lead. They still went on to win. So your most dangerous leading football has not been very dangerous. But anyway, that was a cracking game. Mantra were two goals up. Fremantle storming cool. back, taking a 3 2 lead. And then a late equaliser. It was just, and it was great goals all round. There were some great performances across the board. Any that stood out for you in that game, Josh? Uh, if you look at Mandra, uh, the, the pace they have across that front line, and bearing in mind in the second half, we also saw former Celtic and, uh, and Scotland striker Lee Griffiths come off the bench for them as well. So there's, there's Had a good chance fire, later on as well. Even more firepower coming into that side. The pace they have up front with Joey O'Brien, Sean McQuaver. I thought Sean McQuaver had an amazing game. I don't know how he was so open in the box for the second goal on that header. That was putrid defending. Oh, and then they defending. did it again. Ten minutes later, did you see that? Sport. Yeah. He's, he stands behind the goalkeeper, just hides out there, and then he walks, he just walks out, six yards out, smallest man in the penalty box, clear header, unmarked, in the six-yard box. It's, uh, it's very early in the season. It's the worst defending I've seen all year. <laughs> I'm hoping it probably won't be beat because, as I said, uh, ten minutes later, the same corner, same set piece, he stands behind the goalkeeper, trundles out, Unmarked for another header. This one it goes over the bar, but they deserve to lose that just on that alone. Well, I looked at that game up to the point that they got back into it, Fremantle City, and they did look so tired at the back for a lot of that game. They were really run off their legs by the Mandra front line. And you you looked at that and you went, oh, that might be something that'll that'll be a problem for them during the season. But they do have, there is one point to make, they do have George Fester, I think, coming in, who's played for Florida yep. in Perth before. He's a top-level centre-half. But they also have a front line that 
similar to Mandra, have a lot of pace and can turn it on. You know, Hamza Hina is a great player. He didn't really fire today. He came off. Ola Galia had uh, what, one of the most kaleidoscopic oh my goodness. I've ever he, seen. From hero to villain to hero to villain about 10 times. I think it was villain to hero to, to villain to hero. It yeah, was, it was, uh, well, whichever way. Well, definitely villain it's hard, first because he to uh, the order. Rounded, rounded the goalkeeper and then just... He missed a one on zero. Missed a one on zero, yeah, and that's hard to do. That's uh, Even I might have been able to score that one. What do you reckon the expected goals was on that one? I think he's far enough out that it's not like your point nine nine, but it's got to be point nine eight or point nine seven. <laughs> but but I don't know if you flick a right foot outside of the boot at it and don't finish it properly, then there's always a chance to miss. So does I don't know does XG factor that in that you decided to flick it <laughs> arrogantly with the outside of your uh, boot instead of just trying to side foot it in? I, th- I think XG takes into account like where you are, where the goalkeeper is, that sort of thing. I think a penalty is like a point eight or something. I think that's the highest you can get. Well, no, if you get a tap-in with an empty goal, it can be like 0.99. So uh, Mo Salah's goal against Real Madrid in the match we're not going to talk about after this is like after um, Courtois like, gives it to him, he's right in front of the goal and it was like a 0.9. Point, so, so, there's a, so there's a 10% chance you miss it, basically. Well, like, I mean by, by 0.1, I mean like 0.95 kind of thing. I, it wasn't it wasn't 0.8, so 0.8 isn't the highest you can get. You can definitely get above 0.8. Yeah, you can have okay. 0.99s and all sorts. But anyway, that was that was a 0.9 in the vicinity. Probably, I'd say, 0.96, 0.97. Somehow, he found a way to miss it and then uh, found a way to score. And then it looked like he's, he's won it. Uh, I don't know. What else did he do? My memory uh, doesn't go back that long. He failed the clearance at the he's end. Gone, right. He's gone to clear the ball, and he's uh, he's, he's stopped looking at it. He's fresh at it. Uh, he, he's gone over, and then it's fallen to... Uh, did you have the name of the Mandra, the, the striker that scored the, the final oh, Don't Mandra ask goal? that much of me, mate. My paper's all over the place here. No, I, I, didn't, I don't have the name on me. Anyway, mate. you got the late equaliser. It would have been in uh, the, the third minute of five in, yeah. uh, in injury time. Screamer as well. Sent them into raptures. But yeah, the the, the misclearance uh, from our man there, and and then it went to a shootout, as the Kingsway game did as well. So we've had plenty of penalty shootouts, and both uh, both times won by the team going first. So just extra percentage points on that. It, it, that is a big advantage. That's one that you brought up multiple times on commentary. Did, did it get a run tonight? Correct. Yes, every single time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight I was stressing more the point of um, the the reason of. Why going first gives you that big advantage because if you just if you get the first couple, the pressure it starts putting on those on those players shooting second, knowing that if they miss they probably lose, just gets too hard to take. And it's getting more granular. Like you you've set people up with the stat itself, and, and now we're getting into we're getting into the specifics of it. I also like the fact that like uh, in the first penalty shootout the goalkeeper mind games was at play there as well where you've, you've I mean as a, as a dork who reads the athletic you find out that goalkeepers right now are taking the ball and I handing, noticed that. Yes. And handing yeah. it and to their booked. player to make sure that no one else is doing any shenanigans didn't one for of them, them get booked but he did get booked ball. because he took the ball stood right in front of their striker and as the striker moved he didn't move so he just bumped into him and it almost had to like the, the goal the striker had to like push the goalkeeper back and back and back and back so he didn't give way and he just kept standing his ground standing his ground and the referee's just like that's a that's a, that's a yellow card nice. so he books him and then the best part is Lloyd and Hodgkins who uh, won the league with uh, Southwest Phoenix in the Sunday leagues a couple seasons ago blasted in and then comes and celebrates in front of the goalkeeper and I'm like ah 
Yeah. Chat should get back in the kind of situation. Yeah, there you go. And uh, now he's got you butchering his name for good measure on the <laughs> podcast as well. So cop that, Leiden. Uh, Josh, you look like you were going to say something. I was just throwing to you. Uh, I didn't, but you did. You did. <laughs> but give a man a chance. Give him an inch. You, you, you did mention on the keepers, and they're, they're not allowed to do certain things on penalties now. So you're not allowed to smack the bar, for instance, which is something that Andrew right. Redmayne did a couple of years ago for Sydney FC against yeah. Perth Glory. But you can dance along the line like Andrew Redmayne, Redmayne did, yeah. <laughs> did against. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, well, just, just pointed out. I've just pointed out the most obvious thing right now with Sean's new haircut. He looks exactly like the Grey Wiggle. He does look a lot like the Grey Wiggle. Yeah, I'll take it. He's a good-looking man. Have you have you have you ever been substituted in for a shootout, Sean? I have not been substituted in for a shootout. However, have you been substituted out before a shootout? No. Uh, one um, a game for Krakowia. Uh, I think it was the first team. Um, I was playing centre-half and we did not have a goalkeeper on the bench and our goalkeeper's done his knee <laughs> uh, and we didn't have a goalkeeper. So I just put my hand up and said I'd go in goals. So I kind of got subbed into goals from a position on the pitch. I was one of those. Yeah, we, have, have you got a favourite memory of an outfield player going in goals? Because that's one of my favourite things in football, apart from when I had to do it. Outfield player going in goals. Yeah, I mean, there was there was the John Terry one I think where he went in goals where the, the first goalkeeper got injured in a head knock. Maybe, maybe Czech, it was when Czech first after that I think Czech started wearing the yeah the headgear. He went off and then like the other keeper went off with a head knock as well and then Terry's wound up in in the net. Yeah, I remember Jose Enrique going in goals for uh, for Liverpool once and. I think we were playing Newcastle and I was having a terrible game. And I was just, the only part of int- piece of interest left was to see if Jose Enrique could, um, yeah, make a save. And they wouldn't take any shots at him. So, anyway, and just quickly before we move on to really wrap up that Olympic Kingsway win and perhaps get a special guest joining us, we just want to say uh, a quick couple of words on Mandurah City. Where do you think that leaves them place now? A pre-season trophy, sure, but it's still a trophy, Josh, and it's going to give them a good bit of impetus going into the regular season. I, I think that if you look at the performance today, as, aside from that small period where Freire got back on top and you think about Lee Griffiths coming into the team as well, you would probably look at that performance and say Mandra could well be the favourites to win State League Division 1, go directly up into MPL. I think a lot of the mail beforehand was people going, geez, this Frio City team looks good. And Frio still do look good. Like, they were two minutes away from winning yeah, there's that there's no, there's no splitting them on that performance, I don't think. No, but, but you do go into the season going, actually, this league is very, very tight, particularly between those two teams. Spoke a bit to John Baird after the game. We were supposed to have an interview up on the uh, up on the Facebook page. Unfortunately, we had some technical issues there, but he did say there are another couple of teams that are going to be there and thereabouts this season, but they obviously are very bullish about the attacking weapons they have at their disposal, especially with Lee Griffiths getting fit and coming into the side full-time. Well, the final score there was 3-3. Mandurah City defeating Fremantle City on penalties. We then went to our main event here at Frank Drago Reserve, Olympic Kingsway, Inglewood United, and it was one of our favourite players, uh, producer Kalichi, Michael Domfate, getting things off and running. He looked really sharp in that first half. Took, gave Kingsway the lead. Sorry, gave Inglewood the lead. 
but it wouldn't last for long and it threatened to really explode in that second half. There were times when it looked open at both ends um, and delighted to be joined now by one of the men who was out there really making a lot of those holes open up, Tyler Garner. He was the player of the game for Olympic Kingsway and how does that feel? Uh, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, yeah, absolutely stoked, you know, um, to come up from Division 1 and uh, to be in the final and win it is it's something very special, you know, but next week round one starts so we can't hang around holding on to this so yeah well that's the obvious caveat to winning a trophy is it is a pre-season trophy but what does that say about olympic kingsway's designs on this season you're not you've seen sterling come up last year and say we're not just here to make up the numbers we want to be winning games going toe-to-toe with the big teams are you guys taking that uh, attitude into it as yeah, well Yeah, exactly that you know we're not here to make up the numbers you know we have we have goals and ambitions you know the club's amazing if anyone to that comes down there can see that you know so like I just said, we're not here to make the numbers. We really do want to push, and we all believe as well. You know, that's the thing. You, you have the players, but believing you can do it is something else. So it's a good positive step. Do you get tired? I know it's a really easy question here, but do you get tired, <laughs> mate? Because the amount of times when I've seen you come all the way to the right-hand side, get a touch on the ball, and then the next thing I know, they've played two passes, and you're on the left wing. You've then come back into the midfield. Do you get tired? Yeah, absolutely, but it's all a part of the job, I guess, you know. And the way we play, you know, we, we say it, we're the, we're the hardest working team. So it's a part of the job and this, everyone believes and we all do our jobs and that's why we've been successful today. Got to ask the question about the shootout. How nervous were you personally? Because you looked like you were completely unmoved when you took that penalty, but we saw some players miss. We saw a lot of players score. What were you feeling like inside when you saw that it was going to be a shootout and then when you had to step up and take the penalty? Oh, well, are you seeing the penalties are coming? You know, I'm looking around. We've got boys that have just come on, haven't really touched the ball, you know, and we're saying, like, who's going to take them? So you've got to be brave in these situations. You know, there's a lot of people. you just got to take it. I said, I'll take the second one. You know, it's a lot of pressure, but obviously I just pick your spot and hit the target. That's it. In a, on a less serious note, is Shane Cassidy ever taking a penalty again? Honestly, he's normally really good at penalties. Uh, just the, the keeper on this occasion... <laughs> The keeper on this occasion got the better of him, but honestly, he's been great for us, not only this season, but last season as well. And he's a, he's a great person to have around as well. So, yeah. It was interesting because we saw, um, we saw Byrne take that first one and he delayed, he delayed, delayed, delayed. And he made, um, he made Dunn dive early. And I was saying on the commentary, I was saying, look, I think because of that, Dunn's not going not gonna, to not gonna dive and move first. And you could see what Cassidy was doing. He was watching the keeper the entire time, trying to see which way he went. And he kind of bluffed himself out. But, mate, he, he's been a stalwart for the team, especially after last year with what, what he had going for him and, and how he's bounced back this year. But I want to speak about yourself and your other midfield partner, the smallest guy in the in the team, in the pitch. And he's just an absolute menace. Give us a couple words on Samson. Josh Samson, um, honestly, I couldn't say enough good things about the guy you know he's a lovely lovely person first of all but honestly like he didn't play versus um sorrento and i think it was coburn as well we missed him so much you know he's a he's a vital piece to the the whole puzzle you know without him we really struggle so i think people don't realize how good he actually is like he does his job so well and is is an unbelievable person and i thoroughly enjoy playing with him and we miss him when he's out you know, you're a high-possession team and it's really lovely to watch Kingsway play because it is an attractive style of football and I think we may have seen a bit seeping back into football of that sort of pragmatic, just get the job done, particularly when we watch some really boring games in the World Cup this year. Uh, is that something that you speak about 
in training and, and, and that Tuffy really gets into the team that, you know, he doesn't want to just go out there and get a team that's bludgeoning people and, and just trying to walk out with the result, that you do want to dominate games and play good football. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's Tuffy's philosophy, you know, keeping the ball. Um, and every single one of the players have to buy into that for it to work, you know. So all the players he signed when he took over, every single one of them, I think there's only one, maybe two that are still remaining from when he did take over. So everyone's been signed for a reason, and we all know that, you know. So that's the hardest part, believing in the system and trusting each other. But once you once it starts working, it's unstoppable. It's when you talk about the team like that. It's actually the the great man Tommy Dolmans just sat down next to you. I was on the commentary with him for that game, and um, we were. I can't even remember which player it was he mentioned, but said you always get work rate out of him. And I think I went across every single Olympic Kingsway player, and I just thought you could say that about every single one of them. And that is what your team is really built on that spirit, and that you don't have a flair player that can coast or that can get by on ability. You've all got ability, but everyone in that team works hard. And so I'm going to ask you now, don't be shy. What's the limit? What are the aims for Olympic Kingsway this season? Coming into this, we, all, we said straight away that we want to finish in the minimum top four, you know. It's hard to tell from that series because a lot of the, the top teams haven't had their full strength, you know. But you get a taste of silverware and you want to keep pushing for more. So top two, you know, you want to push for the league. You've got to say your, your standards high, you know. We're going to push to the best we can be, you know, so whether that's the top four... Whether I mean, we win Sterling it. did it last year as well, so why can't you, right? Yeah, exactly, you know, Sterling did it last year, they have great players, um, and, you know, that's the thing, we're, we're a great group of players, like, we all get along, you know, so we all work very hard for each other, like you just said, and, yeah, everyone gives 100%. A, a little bit more personally for you, you know, we all know about your futsal exploits, and you're probably better known for how far you've gotten your futsal, you, you know, you've, you've, you've been around in and around sort of the futsal ruse as well, which... Do you prefer more, and, and what's the experience been like making that decision to go from focusing on futsal to now going, I'm going to really have a crack at being a top semi-pro football player? Oh, it's hard, you know, it's trying to trying to balance it at the same time as now, but, you know, Tuffy is, is very supportive and understands my situation, so, you know, I've got to be, I'm very thankful for that, you know, because you can walk into other clubs and they don't allow you to play, so where I am now, you know, to, to be able to play futsal and outdoor as well, it's unreal, you know, like traveling to, to Sydney last year for the for the Futurist trials and missing round one and the, the cup game, like he was nothing but supportive, you know, so I can't thank them, Tuffy or the club enough for the amount of support they give me every week. Well, Tyler Garner, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on the player of the match medal. Congratulations on the trophy. Uh, go and enjoy it tonight, mate. Thanks, it's been guys. a pleasure. Yes. So Tyler Garner there after his Olympic Kingsway have defeated Inglewood United 4-2 on penalties after a 1-1 stalemate after 90. They're back in the big time with a bang. Kalichi, any final words? Uh, firstly, I need to apologise to Tyler because I was reading his name as Gardner for the entire broadcast up there, which goes to show that I will read anything <laughs> in front of me that is put on a piece of paper. But honestly, I am... I am buzzing for the season, the way that it's gone out, the presentation, the, the, the theatre that was on show today with the fireworks and the sparkles. It looked like an absolute grand presentation befitting the players. I'm looking was forward great, to the State it? League. I'm looking forward to, to the football happening. And the best part is... The best part is we've got the women's happening as well, so I'm just buzzing, just so excited. Cardile Fireworks was the company. Thank you, Cardile Fireworks. That was awesome. Had the flame cannons for the goals, even for uh, the non-goals, as uh, Dump found out in the second half. But, yeah, it was, it was a great night.
Yeah, they must have. They must have had like a, they had to plan the amount of fuel they needed for in reserve for goals that they almost used it. They almost used it all up in the uh, in the first game with the with the six goal thriller. But anyway, our champions tonight: Mandurah City State League Night Series winners for 2023. Olympic Kingsway as well. Congratulations to both those sides. Commiserations to Inglewood United and Fremantle City. We're back. We regular are, season just around the corner. We are back. The regular season is just six days away, I think. We start back here on Friday night. Is that correct? Bring it on. Bring it on. Tommy's giving you a thumbs up. Tommy, so you're right. Tommy, 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 Tommy knows. Bring it on. Uh, mic drop. But these are Kel's expensive mics, so I'm just going to... 